the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. The gang's all here. John, Jake, Justine, and Patrick. Hi, guys. Hi. Howdy. Hi. 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 How is everybody doing this week? We're we're just to set the set the table. Uh, the the sky is glowing orange because of all the the fires nearby. Uh, we don't know if it's a boy California's or a girl. on fire. And we don't know if it's a boy or a girl like yet. Jen. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't been raking our leaves, so you know here we are again, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't go out in the forest and rake our leaves, so here we are. But uh, yeah, it's whose turn was it to rake? Whose turn was it to rake the forest? <laughs> I don't know, but they missed out, and it's hot, and it's it's uh, it's ashy and sooty outside. Yeah, ashy and sooty sounds. Ashy and sooty sounds like a terrible podcast, doesn't it? But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, or a good lotion name. It's crazy out there. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the out, out, outside of my window now. I can see out of the window here. And it is orange. It is there's an orange glow, like Blade Runner, not unlike mm-hmm. Blade Runner, not unlike Battlestar Galactica, which you have not seen yet, uh, Patrick. But we're going to be watching soon. Uh, not unlike a what's another movie with an orange tint? Uh, it's not unlike mm-hmm. sepia tone outside. Clockwork Orange. Uh, no, Clockwork no. Orange is no. It's not orangey. Uh, uh, the first half hour of Wizard of Oz. Ah, yeah. there you go, John. There you go. We're just pouring sock. We're just pouring dirt into a giant sock and spinning it around. Oh, uh, Mad Max. Oh, very good, very that, good. That whole movie's orange. Yeah, some movies. What about? Mm-hmm. What about The Martian? Oh, very yeah. good, very good. That's it. That's there the one. Go. Very good. <laughs> very good. What are what you are some what are some other movies with hues? What are some other movies that have a a particular hue? Can we think of one? Fight Club is all greenish. Greenish mm. tint. Same with Lord of the Rings. Like all of those are pretty green. Mm-hmm. Like they have a they have a tint over them. Mm-hmm. John, can you think of any? Hmm. Mm. You said Not green. Not offhand. You know what movie has a lot Any of hue. you know what movie has a lot of orange in it is Godfather, Godfather and Godfather Two a lot of orange. A lot of orange yeah, what t- do they call that? The uh, sort of like a patina. Yeah, sepia tone. I feel like the movie Drive kind of has a lot of greens in there. Oh, very nice, very nice. We're thinking like it's neon. Yeah, Drive looks like it's all shot with neon. Yeah. But most of the scenes have a lot of color in there. Yeah. yeah, deep saturation. Water's got lots of blues going on. What about? Yeah, Aqua. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite movie with even a, the? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Mulan has a lot. No, of just blue. They, even the. What's that? Mulan has a lot of blue. Did you see the new Mulan? Did you pay the thirty yes. bucks? No, sorry, not Mulan. Um, no, you can watch it on it? free on Disney Plus sorry. now. How bad Mulan is it? has a lot of blue. That's what I meant to say. No, it's not. Uh, it's not free. It's thirty bucks. No, dude, we watched it for freezies. How come I really? got one that said thirty bucks? Yeah, that was to watch it early. Wow! Yeah. So early was what, like for the first weekend or something? I think so. Yeah, right, Justine. We didn't pay for it. I paid for it. Oh shit! Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I thought it was going to be like a month. Yeah, it's not till yeah, December. Just assume it's free. Okay. It's You're till, welcome, Patrick. Not till <laughs> um, my cousin sent me a link though for it to be free, 
It came from some other place, though, and it was free. Mm, it came from outer space. I, I, just didn't, I didn't watch it because I already paid for it. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to keep watching it because I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> how were the songs? Um, no the song. Did they do they do a background? Do they do a do they do a lush instrumental version of Who is that girl I see? Yeah, staring yes. straight. Do they really? They also did it for mm-hmm. Man Out of You. Yes, yeah. I'll make a Man Out of You, but it was um, instrumental. Let me ask yeah. you guys a question. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? We'll never know because the gender <laughs> reveal party caused a fire. So we'll yeah. never mm. never know. Saddest bunch I've ever met. Um, so, I mean, it was entertaining. Uh, I don't think it's an amazing movie. Some of the cinematography is kind of rough and iffy as far as like they try to do these crazy trick shots and it's kind of a little bit jarring. Mm -hmm. Um, like the camera does like a 360 flip over and stuff like that. And so that's kind of hard to watch, but in general, it was entertaining. Uh, it's a different take on the story slightly. Um, but it's, it's like a blend of a kung fu it's disney's attempt of a uh like a crouching tiger hidden dragon let's go to the disney expert mm-hmm. justine what did you think i enjoyed it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna judge it as harsh no i enjoyed it i just think I my think only issue with it was like, the cinematography my brother-in-law said it really well he said after watching so many Netflix movies, seeing this movie, he realizes what a movie looks like compared yeah. to his Netflix one. Oh yeah, ah. yeah. There's definitely and there's definitely a difference you, between what they do on yeah, the big screen. When you watch it, it's an Atmos, so it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and our TV is yeah. really good quality, so it just came out really nice watching it. So yeah, I just I, I like I said, I think the there's a couple scenes where the cinematography they try and do some camera tricks, and I'm just like, nah, I'm okay. What, uh, I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. What did you rank I mean, it? I, oh, go ahead. My my mom's been watching a lot of Korean movies right now and shows, so seeing this looks really good. Like it was just up to par with how other movies are doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I enjoyed it. I I really wish it was in you know like Mandarin or Chinese. It would have been a lot better. Oh, we'll never go for that here. Come on. I thought it was fine. Come on. Uh, give me your rankings, guys. Interesting. Uh, seven. What about not that far apart there? Would no, you, it would you say just film? It's just eight. Nice. Well, very nice. Thank you for that report. I wasn't expecting to get a report on Mulan. Um, but uh, you know, if uh, was it, where do you rank it as far as the other lackluster um, Disney uh, live action films? Um, I haven't seen The Lion King, so I would say this is probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And your your least favorite uh, was Beauty and the Beast, or uh... probably Magnif- Magnificent, <laughs> um, Maleficent. I'm not. We're not counting that as a remake because it's not technically a remake. Mm-hmm. I mean, the prequel kind of is. No, Cinderella. It's not. It was a remake. Yeah. But it's not. It's about Maleficent. It's not about yeah. Sleeping Beauty. It's yeah. just a different title. I would say that's a Sleeping Beauty live Maybe. action. It's just they they got cute with the title, you know. Yeah. I didn't see. Any she ju- ain't even in it. 
I didn't see any. Yes, she is. I didn't yes, she is. She ain't have you even not seen in the it. Movie? She ain't. <laughs> Shut up. You haven't seen the movie. She ain't even in it. You get him, Jake. Barely. Clearly. You get him. She's barely in it. You get him, Jake. What's wrong with America today? Just ignorant and doesn't want to believe anybody else. No. Mm hmm. She's the fair. Okay, Maleficent's a fairy, okay? <laughs> a what? Wow. She's a fairy. I just said fairy. She's fairy. Like a fairy. ray. She's like a fairy. ray. Speaking of fairy, ray, John, how about that Gloria yeah. Stewart, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is there something new going on with Gloria Stewart? No, I just watched The Invisible Man the other day, and I just wanted to be like, hey, I watched it last night. Nice. <laughs> And you know what I forgot? This, and Jake said he just caught it, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Did Jake catch that Walter Brennan is in The Invisible Man for, for like two seconds? He is? Where is he? He's, the, he's even got a line. When, the, uh, when that uh, police officer rounds everybody up into the pub and tries to figure out if they were imagining it, he's the one that gets up and goes, Somebody whipped that bike right out of my hands and it rode off all by itself. That was Walter Brennan. Oh my God. Cool. I didn't catch that. I didn't it's so quick. It's not even 30 seconds, but at least he gets a line. I think in those days he was lucky to get a line, you know? I like that. I thought, I wonder, if, I wonder if Jake caught that his boy, Walter Brennan, is in The Invisible Man. <laughs> he should have done the line as Walter Brennan instead of doing like yeah. a British accent. I would have caught you know it right what? away. You know what it is? I think. Uh, that's before he lost his teeth. I finally read what happened to his teeth. I think around 34, some stuntman kicked him in the mouth by accident, and he lost all his teeth and got dentures. He said from that point on, he got many more parts because he could play like an old man. With the dentures, it changed his whole career. So <laughs> it's hilarious. In that movie, he still got his teeth. And after that, he says, you know, after that, I could ask the director, you want the teeth in or out? And it would it would like draw, you know, it add 20 years to him, you know, really he doesn't have that iconic he, sound yet. He got kicked. No, in the he teeth. doesn't sound like the Walter Brennan. We all know and love yet. <laughs> what is the movie where there's a subplot where somebody wants nude pictures of Walter Brennan? What, what movie is that? There's a subplot where somebody morning Vietnam. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest plot point because it's just that Robin Williams can make a face and go, "God, what is he?" It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. I believe that's also the. God, I was. That's, I believe that's also the movie where uh, Robert Wall, who had a great little stretch there in the late eighties. Uh, gets the line, what is the appeal of Joey Bishop? Does he say Joey Bishop? I believe I believe it's Joey Bishop. I believe he says that. He's looked, uh, he, I forgot why he says it, but uh, he says it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that that movie is full of funny little lines that are just kind of like in the periphery. They're not quite front and center, but somebody in the background saying stuff. I think there's like a Perry Como joke, too. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, mm. Guys, how are you doing? Everybody's doing well. We're doing well with the fires and the virus. So we've got fires now. We've got the virus still. Uh, but everybody's so heat wave. We've got a heat wave. Tsunami. Everything's going to happen. But you guys are all and good, don't right? Forget, uh, don't forget civil unrest. Yeah. We, well, that, you know, 
We've got all that, but listen, guys, we're here for you for your entertainment purposes, and we're trying to help you through this difficult time, and we do so by watching movies, and then we talk about them. So, I mean, what better way is there to serve humanity, right? I mean, there is a better way, if you've seen that uh, that Twilight Zone episode, Twilight Zone episode, to serve man. It's a uh, cookbook. Sh- it's a cookbook. <laughs> Spy- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, John. They don't know. Uh, right. It's a 60-year-old show. You might as well tell everybody that uh, Soiling Green is people. If you're going to do That's that. right. Oh, thank you. Son of a bitch. Sterling <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Green is Sterling Green. Heston has been on Charlton Heston has been on Earth the whole time. Sterling <laughs> Green is people. Um <gasps> That's it. You damn dirty apes. That should have been Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas should have been in Planet of the Apes. Uh, damn dirty apes, you blew it up. <laughs> Kirk Douglas was still Kirk Douglasy at that time. So he could have done sure it. Sure was. He, he could have done it. Sure still. was. Back in 68, yeah. he could have done that still. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, he would have yeah. been good in that. Yeah, he's only a few years removed from Spartacus. Any movie that Charlton Heston was, is, was in, you could have put Kirk Douglas in. I might have yeah. liked it more with Kirk Douglas, actually. You know, they both are the uh, the clenched teeth school of acting. Mm-hmm. Would you have liked 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea more with Charlton Heston as Ned Land? No, Maybe, no, because it would have been entertaining to see. It. I would have loved to you see. You know what Kirk Douglas has that Heston doesn't? He's got more of a sense of humor, more a of smile. sort of a. He has a smile, a deaf, you know. Yeah, sort of a twinkle in his eye, sort of a yes, more of a. I could not imagine singing uh, Charlton Heston singing "Whale of a Tail." Yeah, if he's if he's smiling in your direction, you know he's about to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think push comes to shove, Kirk Douglas is the better actor. I feel like I feel like you're right. I feel like you're right. I feel yeah. like Charlton Heston was yeah. right. You know, for for something like Omega Man or Planet of the Apes, you you know Heston is you can't do better, really. <laughs> yeah, Not, I think you're right. I feel like I feel like Kirk Douglas could, could show show a wider range, for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, I'll buy it, but I still want to see Charlton Heston going. Uh, singing "Got a Whale of a Tail." I can't do a Charlton Heston impression, but imagine just through the clenched teeth. <laughs> I got a whale. <laughs> what is that? That's just, wow. well, what was that voice? You're doing the voice now. You're doing that voice. Got a whale of a tail. Are you Ooh, Jimmy Stewart? Would have been fun in that. No, 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 Captain. Damn, 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 see here, right? see here, you damn dirty ape. Now, can I, well, you call me Bright Eyes, and that's not my name. My name is Taylor. <laughs> Darn it. That's a madhouse, you see. They can't treat you this way. You're a person. <laughs> now, 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 where I come uh, from, you, you, you belong in, in, in a zoo. In a zoo. Oh, you, Walter Brennan is you know, uh, Taylor in. You know who the original Doctor Zayas? The original Doctor Zayas was Edward G. Robinson. Was it really? They even did. Uh, they even did a screen test with uh, early makeup, and it just didn't. It just wasn't working out. So they uh, he bowed out, and they got Maurice Evans to play uh, Doctor Zayas. Wow. Yeah. The more you know. Give us a little Walter Brennan uh, saying, uh, "You damn dirt, get your filthy paws off me." You damn dirty. Yeah, yeah, get your get your dick, get your fifty hands up and you damn damn dirty ape. <laughs> I would so love that. 
I would lose my shit, especially if he was still in his prospector outfit. Like, I would have hey, died. Hey, you bastards. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Uh, oh, beautiful. I love it. You do a little bit of Porky Pig mixed in with Walter Brennan. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Porky Pig. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, let's, let's see. Oh, the guy. Great, no the, boy. The great, the great James Mason as. Mm. Uh, guys, it's time to face the master. Let's talk about it. Do we miss anything? In, <laughs> did we miss any big news in pop culture this week? Anything? Anything happened? Uh, mm. I caught you know. the uh, I caught the Bill and Ted the new Bill and Ted movie. How was that? Was it bad? Uh, no, it was all right. It was a, it was silly. It was about as silly as the other two. You know, it's weird to see them older, but you know, it was fun. You know, what can you do with a Bill and Ted movie? It's going to be silly. You know, you know that going in. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's cool that Keanu decided like you because know, he could have been like, no, I never want to do that again. You know, I kind of love. Think it. He likes that character. Yeah, he was He's, like he, totally. Trying to do it for like the last ten years, I've been trying to put it together because he, he likes that character. I love that I mean, he's, he's in so on the joke. Humble. Like I'm not surprised at all. Uh, and we also we all know that San Dimas High School football rules. So how do you guys feel about that? Living where you live. <laughs> I caught it at a drive-in. My first time at a drive-in. Oh, wow. John, you had never been to the drive-in before. What else did you watch then? Uh, it wasn't a double feature. There was four screens. It's that one in the city of industry. It's four screens, one movie per screen. Uh, so um, usually they do two movies. Yeah, that was. I was kind of odd. It was just one movie. Uh, they were all new movies, um, except one screen was playing like Rocky Five or something. And um, I thought, yeah, I haven't caught a new movie on a big screen in like six months. So I thought I'm going to check this out. It ends up being like ten minutes from my house. So. I'll probably go more often. Love it. Did you like watching it from your car? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, you really save money on food. You know, I brought, (laughs) I I brought a bunch of stuff from Trader Joe's and I thought, gee, I just saved like 20 bucks on food because I'm not buying popcorn for like nine bucks or a $10 Coke or something. Yeah. And you really don't want to leave your car usually. No, I could see that, that you're better off not wandering around in the dark, trying to find the concession stand. And, and nobody uh, bothers you. And the thing is, uh, you know, uh, what well, was like? It was like ten bucks to get in. That's cheaper than a movie, anyway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of interesting. Did the and fidelity I, you just tune it in on your radio? So did the curvature of the screen and the fidelity of the sound make it impossible to enjoy the picture, John? I will tell you this: it isn't quite. Uh, yeah, you aren't. It's not quite as sharp as when you're like in a dark theater. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I just, I just quoted a line from Gilligan's Island for you, John, and you missed it completely. That line That's from, right. Oh, my God, the yeah, professor. Yeah, the prof- I love that when Ginger's, Ginger's, trying, Ginger's trying to seduce him, and he's just all, oh, don't you know the diseases you can get when you're kissing on your yeah. mouth? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, professor, haven't you ever been to a drive-in movie? Yes, once, but the curvature uh, of the screen and the fidelity of the sound made it yeah. impossible to enjoy the movie. I love it. Uh, when yeah. is that going to be uh, on streaming? Uh, why can't I stream Gilligan's Island right now? If I want to watch Monkey with a Hand well, Grenade, you... where do I go? <laughs> yeah, well, I think MeTV runs it like every night. I think you get like a, like an hour's worth every night on MeTV. Beautiful. I want to watch it with commercials. Yeah. Like you should. Ginger or Marianne? Uh, what What's the situation? <laughs> You're stuck on a Great. deserted island. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck in a desert island with two beautiful women. That's the situation. <laughs> oh, Marianne, then. 
She makes a, co- a mean she- coconut cream pie. <laughs> She's a farm girl. She's going to be able to do stuff and help out on the island. You know what I mean? Uh, she'll know how to deliver babies if it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. She'll know how to do everything, and then you know she'll know how to clear, clear, uh, w- clear wood and and do all that stuff. It'll be great. Clear wood. You know what you mean? <laughs> she'll know how to. She'll clear know how to irrigate. She'll know how to irrigate. Cream pies. Yeah, she'll make coconut cream pies. She's a partner. She's a partner. You'll be working together to tame the land. You know what I mean? Tame the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, Sherwood Schwartz has got a, he had a great story about what it was like working on that set. He said that uh, Tina Louise was always like kind of uh, trying to like show more cleavage, you know, mm-hmm. with whatever dress she was wearing. And he was always saying, Tina, we're just going to have to reshoot it. If you keep tugging at your, <laughs> at your uh, you know, your neckline, we're just going to have to reshoot it. And then he said, so Don Wells would, uh, she'd kind of like you know, show more navel, you know, with the, with the short shorts and all that. So he'd come home from work and the wife would say, so what was it like on the set today? He'd go, I don't know. Between Marianne's navel and Ginger's cleavage, you're just driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> really? That? Why would he complain? Poor Sherwood Schwartz. That doesn't sound like a bad problem. No, I think he was, he was having a good old time. Plus, he owns the show. So, you know, it's like it's his show. What about uh, what about Jim Backus? What was Jim Backus up to? Jim Backus. You know what they say? They say he just kept everyone in stitches because he had all these great stories to tell. He goes all the way back to the earliest days of Hollywood. So he had a million great anecdotes and stories to tell. And they said he just kept everyone laughing between setups. Nice. Cool. What about the uh, what about the secret weapon, Natalie Schaefer? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. God, she goes all the way back. You, you spot her in like old 40s movies. Oh, she went all the way back. Oh, no. You're talking about Lovey Howell? Don't talk about Lovey uh-huh. Howell that way. God, I, that killed the room. <laughs> I, love Boy, I didn't know we had so many, so many lovey Howell fans. Wow, I didn't realize that was her name. Who names her kid. I didn't. I, I didn't names her kid Lovey. I didn't realize that was her name. I thought it was just his nickname for her, but that's her name, Lovey. Yeah, yeah. Lovey Howell. Yeah. Lovey. Oh wow. Yeah. That's upsetting. I, wanna, uh. I wish I could watch Gilligan's Island all the time. That is a show I never get tired of watching. <laughs> I am not kidding. <laughs> that that is the Friends. Uh, that is my version of Friends. People can watch. <laughs> people can watch Friends in the Office over and over. I could watch Gilligan's Island over and over. Uh, uh, just for all the great guest stars. Phil Silvers yeah. is Harold Hecuba. Are you kidding me? That's. You know what? That's probably the funniest episode. I think when they when they poll the uh, Gilligan's Island fans, that's the one that gets the top rating. Mm, monkey with a hand grenade, John. I'm sorry. I'm going to how disagree. About, so, hey, how about Ava Gabor, Struther Martin? <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Circle for the Block, and uh, I don't remember how we played Hollywood Squares, but uh, or was that? Remember the remember the skipper uh, the skipper trying to like recite poetry to uh, Ava Gabor? That's right. And he says, <laughs> he says, "Oh, Mrs. Tiffany Smith, you're so wonderful. You remind me of a poem." The boy stood on the burning deck. His feet were covered in blisters. <laughs> Good old Jonas Grumby. Am I right? Good old Jonas Grumby. That's the Jonas Grumby. Wow. That shows you're a true fan. And how about uh, the professor's name? Uh, Roy Hinckley. Roy Hinckley. That's it. You're... 
Boy, you are truly a fan. They, they mentioned those names exactly once in the entire run of the show. I'm here for you, John. Who's yeah. your, Everybody's favorite character is the professor. He kept them all alive. But <laughs> bunch of ingrates. Uh, <laughs> please join us uh, on our new uh, our, our new. Uh, Gilligan's Island podcast we're going to be doing as a side project. That's right. We called Monkey with a Hand That's Grenade. Right. And, uh, side monkey with <laughs> Monkey with a Hand Grenade. <laughs> it's it's actually a gorilla, uh, but I always say monkey because monkey's a funnier word. And of course, uh, Gilligan is getting a radio signal through his teeth, John, just like Lucille Ball. John, let me ask you a question. That's right. Who stole my monkey? Yes. My monkey. My monkey. What's that? Who stole my monkey? My monkey, my monkey. That's a song, John. Uh, Is it? Yeah. Uh, Doing Mickey's monkey? No, it's it's a Who Stole My Monkey. Uh, Mm. Guys, let's talk about it. Movie night at the Apollo. And we are going to talk about two 1980s comedies. Uh, We've got Coming to America. And we've got A Fish Called Wanda. I believe Justine picked last time to uh, which, which movies we were going to go in what order. John, why don't you pick this week? It was Bull Durham and Coming to America. I thought it was uh, it was it was Bull Durham and Coming to America. Oh, great! I watched either one, so uh, we'll watch Fish Called Wanda next week. But I've seen Bull Durham too, so it's Bull Durham and Coming to America. <laughs> I scared me go. for a second. I was like, "Fuck!" I'm ready to talk about all these movies. I watched them well ahead of time, so I'm ready. I'm ready, guys. Oh, Fish Called Wanda, and what is it next week? Fish Called Wanda, and uh, is it Midnight Bull- Run? Midnight Run, perfect, perfect. Bull Durham, that's right. You guys got a good a double dose this week. You got a more. You got you got two rom coms. How about that? Mm-hmm. Correct the mundo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need when I as soon as I ask a question, I'm gonna need immediate response. These this dead air is making it sound like you don't want to participate. It, guys. There's a second delay. It's hurting my feelings on a deep level. Uh, we're trying to avoid the we're trying to avoid the crosstalk. John Bull Durham or Coming to America, which shall we discuss first? Uh, let's do uh, Bull Durham first. Bull Durham first. All right, I'm going to go right to the I'm going to go right to the to the well on this one. I'm going to go right to the gold mine. We're going to go right to Justine, and we're going to talk to Justine about what she thought about Dennis Quaid's performance. In bull, you want the information about this movie? Bull Durham. Right after we hear the information from our friend Patrick. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to do the theme. No, Corey, that was the wackiest theme I ever heard. I like your life. digital movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was perfect. That sounded like the uh, the Huckleberry Hound soundtrack. All right, guys, let's do the digital movie theme. Then let's roll it back. Here we go. Digital movie. Digital movie. Digital movie. You're in the club. Sorry, Jake. You feel better? I think I like Jake's version better. I just put all that effort into it, and you're just like, nope, roll it back. Yeah. Well, what I love about Jake's version is it sounds like a completely different song played on a calliope. It's the the Uzbekistan knockoff version of the uh, of, of our digital movie theme. 
uh, give us a breakdown, Patrick. All right. This 1988 film uh, released on June 15th, uh, directed by Ron Shelton, uh, received a 7.1 on IMDb and 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. With the original budget of $7 million, it had a whopping $50.8 million worldwide. Guys, I have a, I have a confession to make. Bull Durham, mm-hmm. happens, huh? Bull Durham happens to be one of my all-time favorite baseball movies. Just so you guys know. I'm sorry to hear that. Why are you sorry to hear that? Uh-oh. It's a great baseball movie. <laughs> it, is a great, it is a great movie. It is a great baseball movie. It's a great screenplay, but let's go over to our friend, Justine, and we're going to talk about Hi, Bull. friends. Bull Durham is basically the story. <laughs> Kevin Costner is Crash Davis. He's a minor league ball player with a, only a few games left in him, and he gets assigned to the Durham Bulls, the 1A Durham Bulls, to help bring up a new pitcher, kind of mold him. Uh, they call him They call him Nuke Lelouch. And uh, the thing about the Bull Dur- the the Durham Bulls is that they have a couple of fans. They have a very rabid fan base. One of whom is uh, played by Susan Sarandon. And every every year she picks a new rookie to bed for the season. That's the and so and then uh, Kevin Costner is going to come into this situation and he's going to cause some trouble because he's kind of a he's kind of a, of a, of a he's kind of a very uh, attractive guy to a, to a girl like Susan Sarandon. You know, and so this is going to cause problems because she has her eye on Nuke Lelouch. So let's pick it up from there. Justine, what did you think? I was confused in the beginning because if you look at her wardrobe, you're like, oh, it's a timepiece. Um, and it wasn't. I had to keep watching it to figure that part out. That kind of confused me throughout the movie. Um, she's gorgeous. He's handsome. Everyone else is whatever. Um, but Kevin Costner is he's just so perfect I loved him in this movie he just all the tips he gave everything I love when he starts saying everything he enjoys and Susan Sarandon's just staring at him she's like oh my (laughs) 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 he walks out the door (laughs) I was like yeah seriously like the whole thing was just, um, I, I really like this movie a lot. I wasn't sure if I was expecting to see like a league of their own when I was watching it, mm-hmm. but because it wasn't a timepiece, I was like, all right. And I saw some of the girl's hair. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not a timepiece. So I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, all of their performances were good. I don't really have anything bad to say, except it just gets kind of cheesy towards the end. Yeah, but, it does I turn mean, into a Cinemax. It. it does turn into a Cinemax midnight movie. Um, with yeah, about you, I mean, you accept it in the end. You're like, all right, all right, I'll accept this cheesiness that's with, happening. With but. about a ten, with about ten minutes <laughs> left to go. Love, her love of the game is just fun to see. I mm-hmm. believed it, and his love of the game too. Like he's, we make a great coach, and you, you feel for him. You feel for the guy that first gets fired mm-hmm. for getting the ball. Um, the character where he said he needed a live rooster to take the hex off of his his mitt. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and he just tells the guy that they're trying to figure out what to give for a wedding. So, <laughs> yes. I was like, you know what? So good. Was like candles are a good gift to give for a wedding, and look at the registry, and it made me laugh. I love the line. He's like, he goes, he goes. What does he say? He goes. 
His dad's here. Uh, we got this. This guy's got a hex. He's like, we're trying to figure out. He's like, and we don't know. We, we need a wedding gift. We're dealing with some serious shit here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're all very serious about it. Yes, it's pretty good. Um, I think it's a really fun, lighthearted movie to watch, and seeing both of them young. Mm-hmm. It was pretty hot, pretty hot to watch. I was like, man, who did Kevin Costner marry? I was about, I forgot to look that up. Well, you know, that th- <laughs> this is the movie where Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins met. So this is like the start of their relationship. So yeah, they were together like 20 years. I think they were together 20 years or something. 20 some years. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. It's, uh, I do love, uh, you know, Kevin Costner's a real hit or miss, but if he was as good in this movie, is he? If he had kept that up throughout his entire career, I think he would have had an entirely different career because he was very, very good in this movie, and it was very well written. And I think he's um, he has some, you know, like I said, all the personality we didn't see him have in Untouchables is here in this movie, uh, and he, yes. play, he he plays it very well. And so it's kind of interesting to see him play that because you watch him in Untouchables and you're like, well, he's getting outacted by everybody. And here he kind of holds his own, and so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see. I, I'm wondering what if it's the director. I don't know, you know what it is. It's a better I'm script. To, I'm trying to remember. He was in the um, that Jet movie that we watched, right? I forgot what it was called. No, that was Dennis Quaid. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you. <laughs> so you say I rest my case. Well, I Patrick says say, I rest I my case. Say, he's not playing like an asshole in the movie, so it's yes. nice to see his range. But that was a different guy. Never mind. Patrick, wow. you are vindicated. Every time. You're the only two people that think that in the whole world. I'm telling you. No, people agree with me, and you know it. Nope. Nobody agrees with you. <laughs> I love it. People agree with me, and you know it. If you if you agree with Patrick, keep it to yourself. Uh, if people agree with me about butterflies, then there's definitely a Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner thing. Man, mm. it's so weird. It's such mm-hmm. a weird thing. How do you feel about butterflies on Animal Crossing? Not coincide with each other. Justine, how are you catching butterflies on Animal Crossing? You just let them go. I don't play Animal Crossing. You're, you're too many butterflies. Your boyfriend. <laughs> Let me just say, when you type in Dennis Quaid, the second thing on Google, Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner. Really? No kidding. I kid you wow. Ah, vengeance <laughs> is yours. Even, there's even articles about it. Wow. <laughs> they, no kidding. I've never yeah. thought that at all. Who thinks I guess that? you got something there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's so weird. All right. That is odd. That's uh, funny. Patrick wrote that article. <laughs> and he keeps clicking it so it'll get way high up in the, uh, yeah, in the it makes, search. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Patrick, let's go to let's go to Patrick. Patrick, let's talk about Bull Durham a little bit. Um, I I love this movie. It was so much fun. Uh, I'd never seen it before, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect going into it, and. Um, it was just thoroughly enjoyable. I laughed a lot. Uh, I'm going to use the line, uh, you piece of me constantly now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a wonderful insult. And I like great. the fact that it's his internal monologue all the time. But yeah. it just talking to himself is great. Yep. Um, but his character was really cool. And I liked it kind of kind of like, uh, you know, him struggling to figure out, you know, what he's going to do and all this stuff. And it was enjoyable. Uh, I do agree, though, like the last 10 minutes of the movie, it's kind of sappy and 
we kind of move away from the baseball aspect of it. So, but uh, it has some really good moments. I mean, them standing on the pitcher's mound discussing that stuff, and you know, like him, you know, when he gets punched out in the bar, and he's saying, "Which hand did you punch me with? The left one, the right one." Mm-hmm. It's 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 really good, and it's a lot of fun. He's still teaching him even at the end. He's still he's still teaching yes. him. That. Yes. Uh, when you speak of me, speak well. That's all I ask. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like every time, like he's being such an asshole, he tells the other guy, "Okay, so this is what he's going to throw." No, this is what he's going to throw. Uh, it's great. Like it's a really good character, and he plays it really well. Um, and I definitely think that this is probably one of his better movies. Yeah, I, I would. I would say this is one of his best movies for sure. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys? You know, we're not giving a lot of love to the great Tim Robbins. Did you guys like Tim Robbins' performance as Nuke Lelouch? Because I'll tell you, those scenes where he's doing the Fernando Valenzuela looking up and then turning his head and then pitching and doing all that stuff is just great physical comedy stuff. Just like his whole, all his mannerisms and all that stuff. He really does a lot uh, with that character. So uh, you did. You- yeah, he was good. I just, I really think Kevin Costner steals it. Like, for yeah. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Let's go to Jake. Jake sounds like he might not have had a good time with this movie, but you never know with Jake. So let's find out. Jake, what did you think, my man? Um, I have the same gripe as Patrick and Justine with the later, well, maybe like the last 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. of the Ten movie. Minutes. It it, 10 minutes, 10 minutes but it felt, it felt like 30. Like, yeah. Last, yeah. It's, yeah. It just, it kind of took, a, it pulled away from baseball. And it just kind of focused on them, and it just it dragged on for that last ten minutes. But otherwise, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, the um, the moment where they're on the pitching mound was great. I love how um, what's her name Anna, right? Is character what's her name? Oh, uh, she sleeps with everybody. Yeah, no. Annie, Millie, or Millie. Susan Sarandon, Millie, yeah, Millie, Millie. I love how she. I love how she passes notes to all the players when. Oh no, that's Susan's character. Yeah, whoever that was. Yeah, I love how that character. She's passing out notes to all the, all the players whenever they're doing something wrong. Say hey, you're, you weren't. Oh, you're over rotating stuff like that. So, yeah, it was good. Pretty good. All right. That's all I have. To say. Uh, Everyone else pretty much said what I was thinking. Hit the mascot. What do you mean? Hit the mascot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, no, wait. There's the, yes. the part where he was, um, where Crash was, kept telling all the batters um, what Nuke was going to throw when yes. he wasn't listening to him. Yes. Bless you. That was funny. Bless you. I like the first one when the guy hits the bull. He's like, son of a bitch. He hit the bull. <laughs> he, what does he say? He goes, he goes, he hit the shit out of that one. <laughs> he gets a free steak. How do you know I was going to bring the heat? I told him. <laughs> I love it. I love that part. It's like, lesson learned. Yeah. And that's like, well, not, not necessarily. He did it twice. Yeah, he did it again later on. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I like that. That like his form of punishments. Be like, all right, you don't want to listen to me. I'm gonna let him win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I already been through this. I don't care. I love it. Nothing to lose. Him, he's like, remember me when you're. This is when you, he says, "When you speak of me, speak well." Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah John. Let's talk about it, John Bull Durham. Where was this on the? Yeah. Where was this on the John radar? Oh, it's a good one. And, you know, everyone talks about how it's such finally Kevin Costner is good. It's because I think it's a better part. You know, 
with the untouchables, that's kind of a wooden character right out the gate. It wasn't written real. His character was written kind of flat. And I think this is a better, uh, a better script and a better movie. It can show, it shows you what he can do. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not always good. I'm not a big fan, but this has got to be one of his best. And it's because you believe it. You you believe it a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, 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 the character definitely has depth. He has like that emotional breadth of being someone who's intelligent, but also angry and upset and kind of belligerent at the same time. Well, yeah, you, and you know, you can see how much he loves the game. And I love how he says that. He says, you have this great talent, but you don't respect the game. You don't respect yeah. yourself. That's your problem. You don't respect the game. That's my problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like that. I just think, yeah, there's a million great lines in this movie. And I like just all, I think it's a great baseball movie it's a great like romance too it's a mm-hmm. lot of funny stuff yeah it, and I, I like all the little touches i like all the little touches i like the the first thing they say about the tim robbins character is he's got a million dollar arm and a five cent head i thought that was like the greatest line you know i like that susan sarandon ties him up and it reads in walt whitman mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny moment and then the next day goes boy that's more tiring than actually you know fucking <laughs> <laughs> He's all pulsing Funny. jets, pulsing jets of love. Does that mean what I think it means? Uh, <laughs> I also love the uh, the scene with, where they're going to get in a fight and they go outside. And he says, "Throw that ball as hard as you can at my chest," and he doesn't flinch. He knows he's, like, he's going to miss. Yeah, I like, love the look on his face. You. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't flinch. He just knows yeah. he's not going to get anywhere near him. You know, <laughs> that's so great. Uh, and just the little other little touches. I think, I think, yeah, Robert Wool. This is probably the funniest he's ever been in a movie where he's usually playing like second banana or third banana. Yeah, he had some yeah. of the funniest bits. I love it. He's and up. also, I love how everybody in the dugout gets pulled into this whole thing about breathing through the eyelids. <laughs> and, uh, and like same thing, like everybody's touching their bat to the guy who's blessing. So. Yeah, and, and one guy's reading a book like uh, you know, uh, beginner's Mayan philosophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly they're all kind of like you know they're kind of figuring it out yeah well it's, yeah it's like anything anything that works you know we'll go for anything that works exactly and that's that's another thing i like about the movie is that it feels that the, the the baseball team feels like a real team it feels like that's a real place like that's a real ballpark you know it's all disheveled and yeah you know kind of run down and the fans feel real you know you've got the you've got a sportscaster obviously that does all these games and I love how they're simulating the away games. They're reading the notes yeah. and listening to the radio, and they're you know they're simulating like they're you know because they can't travel, right? So yeah. uh, uh, there's yeah. all kinds of great little touches about baseball that are that really make. And then there's the whole thing just being on the bus constantly. And I love the scene where he's telling them what it's like in the show, you know, to make it to the majors. You know, when he he's, he's got him on the yeah. bus and he's like, "Yeah, I was in the I was in the big sh- I was in the show once for ten days," and he just tells him, "You know, yeah. forty one like, days." He's like, "You don't carry your own luggage. You don't. It's you know, it's awesome." It's, they're just like, "What?" Um, but uh, John, I was, and I guess, um, I guess Ron Shelton actually played minor league baseball, so he knew this stuff backward and forward. Mm-hmm. So writing it and directing it, this was probably his best movie. It's because he knew it. He knew it inside out because he actually played. For years, he played minor league baseball. Yeah, John, I was going to ask you what you thought of the soundtrack because they threw. Uh, I think the I think Ooh. the blasters are on there. The Los Lobos is on there. Uh, oh, I, I love that Los Lobos song, and uh, also there's a couple Doctor John songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say what it, John. You had to. It's have a loved wonderful. The, yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Really, 
I wanted to shoot back to Justine because Justine, I watched this movie with with my wife, and my wife's problem with the movie, she liked it, but she did not like the fact that Susan Susan Sarandon's character kind of caved at the end. She kind of became like this, I'll do whatever you want, Crash Davis, where she had been kind of strong and independent. How did you feel about that? How did you feel about that uh, change in the character, Justine? I'm going to I mean, you're already starting off with her. I mean, the beginning was kind of cool when she's like, they didn't lure you. What did she say? She says, women aren't lured. You know, I'm, yeah. she said, we don't get lured. We're responsible you know for doing, our, yeah, basically. we're responsible yeah. for our actions. Yeah. I like that line. I was like, oh, that's cool. So she's playing this kind of a woman. But mm-hmm. yet, I don't know. She was still trying to sleep with these guys. And I don't know. Just to, I thought, like, I felt like the way the movie went, I was like, if she doesn't sleep with him, like, I'll kind of like it because she's just reading your freaking books to him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but then, like, later on, I was like, all right, she's just getting what she wants. She doesn't really care for him. So, like, that was fine with me. Um, she wanted that dick. But her falling for him, <laughs> her falling for him was fine. Um, she wanted that nuke. <laughs> <laughs> Her did you believe? Fine with did, me, did, but did you believe it? Did you believe that she was falling in love with the uh, Kevin Costner character? Yeah, I you felt like yeah. No, I, I felt I felt like they were a better match together because their personalities meshed well. They both knew yeah. what they wanted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I love when I, huh? I love yeah. when when Tim Robbins says that thing where he's like he mutters under his breath. He's like, "Well, that's the truth. Why did she choose me over you?" And then. Kevin Costner turns around and goes, hey, and another thing, she picked you because you're stupid. You're young and stupid. Like, he was thinking a lot. He was already thinking what the response was going to be when yeah, when they got yeah. into that argument on the, on the I mouth. Forgot, I forgot her wording, but when she was like, well, I yelled his name, and I said crash, and but oh. I'm with you. Would you rather be the other way? Yeah, yeah would you much rather I be sleeping with him and you, I call your name versus me sleeping with you and calling his name? Yeah. All, like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I guess you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Nuke Lelouch. I love it. I want to bring the heat. The last time you see him, you got to love that the last time you see him, he sang all that dopey stuff that uh, he made him write down. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to I just want to do the best and help the team. And I just want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all those all those wooden answers. He says, really, keep it simple. This is all they want to hear from you. You know, I'm just here to help the team. And Yeah. And I really like this movie. <laughs> this movie feels like it takes place in a real, like it's, like I said, the, the, this, you, you know, this universe feels real. It feels like a real, real, you're like, you're watching a real club and you're watching real minor league games. And, uh, there's a lot of mm-hmm. nice touches in it. So that's why it's one of my, it's one of my favorite baseball movies. And then you also get the, it's also the, the old thing is like, you know, when you're at a game, you're like, what are they talking about on the mound? You know, what are they talking about out there? And they show you that. They kind of give you that whole thing, like what's going on. And, you know, they're talking about candelabras. I love the fact that that has nothing to do with baseball. Like it's just them shooting shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. Great. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or I will now forever look at any live sports baseball game of just them talking about whatever Mm -hmm. i always think about that we need to know what they're gonna get to eat afterwards Mm -hmm. we need a live chicken we need a live chicken who was that um who you know that was trey what's his name trey something rather from uh raising arizona the play the the, uh coach oh yeah plays the manager yeah uh who who was it trey wilson or trey Trey uh, wilson and robert wolf yeah 
I mean, he was really good in this, you know, I just love how he's all get out there and find out what they're doing out there. (laughs) Well, what the hell's going on out there? Go out there and see what's going on. I also like that he has a speech, like a canned speech. You know, this is the worst part of my job. You know, I hate this part of the job. And he's going to let guys go all the time. And when you're in single A, it's guys that are just, you know, trying to make it. They don't make it. There's nowhere else to go. They're done. You know, Mm -hmm. they're done. So it's kind of a. You know, it's kind of a, you know, there's a lot going on in, uh, in this oh, movie. Oh, it was sad when he hit his home run and she's like, and nobody knew. Yeah. The only, th- it yeah. was his 247th hit or something, home run. But he also said, he goes, that's a dubious, he's like, that's du- that's a dubious honor, you know? He's like, you don't want to have the and most. He says, hit- please don't. I love that. He says, please don't tell anybody, you know? Yeah. You, you don't want to have the most home runs in the minor leagues, you know? That's not something to be, as a player, you mm-hmm. know, you want to be up in the majors, obviously. So. Yeah, and that, that's Mario. How does that work? What, what's the hierarchy? It's uh, A, double A, triple A. Which one is closest to uh, major league? Triple A, triple A. So, so you want to from, from yeah, from AAA so, you go up to the end. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're John Sandy and you're my pitcher, and you hurt yourself, and then you know you have to rehab, you rehab in triple A because that's where the that's where the better hitters are. You know, so okay. you do a rehab, and you know, so so if you're in, if you're for the Dodgers, we're going to send you out to Cucamonga. You're going to go to the Cucamonga mm. Quakes and you're going to do a rehab stint out there and then we're going to bring you back up mm. to the big club. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So just like in yeah, like in in 42, Jackie Robinson played for the for the Montreal uh the Royals Montreal. And that's where uh was it the Montreal the Monarchs? The Royals? No, the Royals. Montreal Royals. And that's where the that was the Dodgers AAA affiliate when they were in Brooklyn. Uh, ah. So he put, went triple A, and then from there he moved, made the jump to the major. So yeah, single A is like bottom of the barrel guys that are either on their way out or just starting. You know, just starting. So, <clears throat> so what was this? Was this was this triple A? Single A, single A. Because he says in the beginning, he says in the beginning, he goes, "You guys, uh, you guys took my contract from 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 triple A and brought me back down here to to babysit this guy because he was just ah, he was just it. starting out." Yeah. But uh, he was so good, he went. He made the jump to the majors uh, immediately. He didn't have to work his way through. Some guys don't, you know. Some guys double A, triple A. But uh, that's enough of sports talk, guys. Uh, let's rank this sucker. Let's rank uh, Bull Durham. Uh, Justini. Eight. Justini gives it an ocho. Patrick. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Jake. Let's give this one a seven. John. I give it an eight. Uh, I'm going to go eight as well. Uh, too bad that um, that softcore uh, Cinemax uh, after midnight, Skinemax after dark, really put Jake off. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it would have been a unanimous. But uh, yeah, great. I'm glad you guys liked it. This is I love this movie. Yeah, I do love it. I do. Yeah, I, I tend to lose interest towards the end, that last 15, 20 minutes when it's just them. It's like, oh, no, give me more baseball. I like the baseball stuff, uh, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Like if they had, for me, if they had ended it where he, you know, they're doing the voiceover where they're talking and she's talking about his 247 mm-hmm. and ended it there, I would have been happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes on. Is it weird? It's almost like a weird little addendum where you're like, oh, okay, we're still going? Okay. Uh, they, they, they do the Lord of the Rings trick. But yeah, I, otherwise, I love it. And it's one of those movies that you can't quite tell, but like Justine said, you're not you're not really watching a period piece, but uh, 
It definitely doesn't feel like an 80s movie. Whoa. What's going on with it? We got a DJ going on there? What's going on? Are you okay? Dropping fat beats. What are you talking about? Fat beats. All right. Yeah. What time is it? Next up. Time to get ill. Next up. Yep. Coming to America, Eddie Murphy's magnum opus, some would say. Patrick, give us the rundown. This 1988 film released on June 26th got a 7 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, directed by John Landis, story by Eddie Murphy. Uh, original budget for this film, $39 million. Anybody want to guess the uh, box office total? $72 million. Jake says 72 John? I'll say uh, like $90 million. Maya? Are we get what are we the home video hustle? Yes. I'll go a hundred. And Justine. One oh one. Justine gets it with two hundred and eighty eight million. Whoa! This hit. movie was Whoa. a smash success. By the way, Justine, you don't you don't pull that price of right <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That stuff might, you know, Brent might put put up with that BS over there, but over here, no way. No way. (laughs) I loved it. Coming to America, man. Great. Uh, Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's go. Let's go the opposite. Let's go backwards. Let's go. We're going to start with John, John Sandy, John Sandy, big John Landis guy. Yeah. John, this is probably the. Yeah, and, and this is, I, in my, for my money, this is the last great Eddie Murphy comedy, you know? When you look at his filmography, this is the last one that was just, a you know, super great. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not going to see the likes of it again until he does Dolomite last year. So, uh, from here yeah, on out. I don't know. For some reason, you look at his filmography, and it just kind of takes a left turn after this movie. And then he, then he does all those movies, like, for kids, like, you know. Uh, Daddy Daycare, Daddy Professor, and Doctor Doolittle, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for my Amazing. money, this is like the last one that's great all the way through. All right, John, did you see this in the movie and, uh, in, in the movie theaters? Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, and probably saw it more than once. And uh, John Landis really does have a way of getting the energy going. You know, he just got a way of getting that comedy energy going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just knows how to pace these things. So, uh, so many great. So many great bits. Arsenio Hall's great too. You think about all the scenes where he's really he's stealing it. You know, it's almost like Eddie Murphy's playing the straight man. Exactly. And it's Arsenio Hall doing some of the some mm-hmm. of the funnier lines. You know, the one moment that strikes me as being pure John Landis is when the uh... <laughs> and it always kills me because I always I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. It always cracks me up. But uh, when they announce the Queen and he starts. <laughs> He starts singing the song. She's your queen. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes me laugh every single time. Oh, my God. That guy just does such a great job. uh, My my favorite scene is when he comes home after the date. Uh, he comes home and he's singing the whole way down the street. To be loved. And I love yeah. that even everyone's shouting, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he, just keeps, he just keeps singing all the way into the apartment. He just keeps singing, shut up. Will you shut up? <laughs> uh, and he's, he's just like walking on air. It's just so, is that, that's an old Jackie Wilson song, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, it and was the, the I great, just love it. He's just walking on air, you know. Well, the great thing is, you you really see Eddie Murphy could act. Um, he can yeah. he can be the straight man, and uh, you know, there's a certain innocence about the character that makes you root for yeah. him. You know, there's a, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's he's in, a genuinely a good person. Yeah, he's intelligent and capable, but he's also kind of innocent in the ways of you know the you know where he is. He's you know fish out of water, and, and uh, that's a different that's a different kind of character for Eddie Murphy because usually he's sort of like streetwise and kind of cocky. Yeah, and this was a really different character that he is playing this sort of you know very uh, sort of noble but also very humble and mm-hmm. sincere and and yeah kind of naive to the ways of America. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, that's a different kind of character for him. And he really pulls it off. And, but you get to see him do his Eddie Murphy because he's playing the barber and he's doing the, oh, he's all doing that stuff in the, that was wonderful. <laughs> God, all those characters. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody, as far as I know, we didn't suspect that he was playing that old Jewish guy until the very end. We didn't know that was him. <laughs> did anybody else get fooled or did they all know? Uh, yeah, I love it. Did you guys all know that was Eddie Murphy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. If a man wants to call himself yeah. Muhammad Ali, oh my God, that always makes me laugh. It always makes and me laugh. And you know, that's, uh, that's Rick Baker did all that makeup on them and the, all that stuff in the barbershop. Rick Baker did all that makeup. <laughs> So pretty amazing what he can do, you know. Uh, is Mama named Clay? I'm when, the opening scene, when they when they wake him up with the orchestra, you know you're in good hands comedically. When the opening scene is, they got a full on orchestra waking him up in the morning. Yeah. All that scene, and everybody's great. Yeah. You talk about a bunch of great actors, Ugh. a great cast. Everybody in the cast is good. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so James good. Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. How about Regal? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you got. Yeah, I love that. I I tied my shoes once. I must say it's an overrated experience. <laughs> John Amos is as uh, as Mr. McDowell. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you give yeah, you, you, he was great too. Uh, and the part that always makes you laugh too is the look on Louis Anderson's face when he spills the shake because he opens the door on him. It's such a dumb joke, but there's Louis Anderson yeah. in there working in the toiling away at the McDowell's. God, and uh, that's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that's a really early Samuel L. Jackson appearance. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, this one makes me laugh. And then, John, you get your cameos from your buddies uh, Don Amici and uh, and and uh, Ralph Bellamy from. Uh, oh, that's great! Uh, he just gives them a bag full of money, and they're like, "Hey, we're back." <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little nod for anybody who remembered him from uh, Trading Places. Yeah, that's, that's it, so yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, well, so, so I'm I'm glad you like this one, John. It's always a. This is kind of a no brainer. Uh, this is you know like. There's certain '80s movies that you know are going to be on that list. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But- doesn't that feel? Doesn't it feel to you like an old, like an old kind of a screwball comedy from the '30s? Very much where, so. You know, they used to do that sort of thing. Where mm-hmm. They mistake some woman for being a royalty or something. It- you know, like um, what's the one where uh, Gene Arthur they they drop the uh, the mink coat into her arms and it changes her whole life because everyone thinks she's rich. I forgot what that one is, but I know what you're talking about. Easy living. Yeah, 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 it's kind of like it, it did kind of have, have a kind of a classic com- comedy feel to it, you know, with some modern, some yeah. modern touches. Uh, all right, let's see what the kids thought of it. Were all the, were all of you guys familiar with this movie? Had you all seen Coming to America before? I'm sure yeah. you had. It's an Eddie Murphy classic. Patrick, you'd seen it. Justine, of course, has seen it. Uh, Jake, did you had you seen this one? Nope. 
Oh, you've let- never seen Coming to America before? Oh. Wow. Oh my fucking god. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is a shock. To quote the great Aretha Frank- Franklin, don't you blaspheme me. Franklin. <laughs> That's uh, her sister, Franklin. Okay, uh, uh, Jake, what did you think, man? What did you think? I have one thing to say. What's that? The royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, you yeah, really see what he's giving up when he comes to America. You know? <laughs> the look on James, yeah, Earl, thought, the look on James Earl Jones' face when he says, "Do you have sex with your bathers?" I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jake. I interrupted you. Yeah, but I, yeah, I thought it was good. It's, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of funny little moments. That's it. And I'm trying to remember. That's it. That's all I got. I got the world penis is clean, and yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember a couple. I can't remember some of the scenes right now, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of there's a lot of funny little moments. Samuel L. Jackson just busting in there out of nowhere. Loved it. You loved every yeah. second of it. Did it hold up for you as as well as a uh, Beverly Hills Cop as an Eddie Murphy vehicle? Ooh. I actually think I like Beverly Hills Cop more. Wow! 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 That, you know, that, he, this is a very different. This is a different character. This is really different for him when you think about it. Well, he's not wrong. I mean, Eddie, Beverly Hills Cop is a great movie too. But uh, mm-hmm. it's funny how over the course of the show that Jake has now become the Justine, where he just goes, "It was good," and then that's it. When we're like, "What? That's it? That's it? That's it? <laughs> that's all you get? That's it? Okay. That's all you get. We still love you, Jake. But uh, let's let's, let's yeah. go to the original. It was good person. And that's going to be our friend Justine. Justine, how do you feel about coming to America? I love this movie. I just got a refresher because I have not watched this in years. Um, And I still love it. It was a great movie. Um, All the characters are great. I love... um, I forgot the guy. What's the dad's name? James Earl Jones. John Amos. James Earl Jones or John Amos? James Earl Jones, the great, the great Darth Vader. Yes, who doesn't the great love Mufasa. him? Mufasa, Mufasa, yeah. This is Mufasa in real life. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. this is him. He's wearing he, he's wearing Mufasa around his neck. There, mm-hmm. what is that velvet? Yeah, <laughs> 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 has giant amber stones in the eyes. <laughs> yes, velvet. <laughs> Uh, keep, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Justine. Yeah, I mean, I already knew what to expect. I already knew how the characters were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the part that made me laugh again was when those. I don't know. I think it's just the way that Arsenio laughs when the shake gets thrown at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Take care but of this for the me. way he laughs at him makes me laugh. So I enjoyed it. It was a nice. Um, it was nice just remembering it. I just haven't seen it in so long. Mm-hmm. I knew that I always loved it. I just couldn't really remember much about it anymore. So it was nice to get a refresher. Yeah, it was a fun refresher. I was huh? just piecing it all together. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. And I found it fun to watch. Yeah, it doesn't seem to get old for me. I always, uh, it's not a movie I watch all the time, but every time I watch it, I'm always, and then that's why I think that's why it always catches me off guard when the guy starts singing that song because I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to do this again. And it makes me laugh. Uh, 
every single stinking time. Um, but everybody in the movie, like all the characters are likable. You know what I mean? Like uh, everybody in the, and you know what? I, I forgot. I always forget that the landlord, Frankie Faison is, um, is in this movie. I always forget he's in here. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, oh and um, Patrick reminding me who the two um, homeless people were. I was like, Oh yeah. 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 We're back. Patrick brought it up and I was like, Oh shit. I like that. Oh, I just sh- never, I don't think I ever knew that watching it before. Though. Oh really? Yeah. You just thought it was some, some. Well, you know, cause they got them, they got them kind of dirtied up. So you can't really tell who it is unless you really take a good look, you know? Yeah, so and I've never seen Trading Places, so watching it. You didn't watch Trading Places for the digital movie club? No, we no, watched, I watched it, it but I mean, club, like, but that was the first time we'd uh, seen it. But watching it as a kid, like, I didn't even know they were in this. To me, go. it was just like, cool, good for these homeless guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It works either way. There yeah. was a twist, and I loved it. It was such it. a nice touch because it, it, like, real that realization when that hit me of them actually being in this movie. I was like, son of a bitch, look who it is. And you hear the music. You hear the music from Trading yeah, Places. Yeah, they're playing the exact same characters. <laughs> you hear the music. It's wonderful. Mortimer. I'm not talking to you still. <laughs> Good stuff. What a Go nice... Back. Yeah, that was funny. That was a nice little nod from John Landis. That was a nice little tip of the... Yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then he just gives him his pocket money. Why are you taking my pocket money? Um... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Patrick, what did you think? Coming to America? I I loved this movie when I was growing up. Whenever I wanted to laugh at something, I would always put in the VHS of this and watch it and die hysterical with laughter. It, it's one of my favorites. I have not seen it in probably like a year, I think. Um, and it holds up. It's, it's a wonderful story. It's not uh, a movie about, you know, people, you know, struggling. It's very much uh, a love story. And it's it's got a great sense of humor. And everybody in this movie is fantastic. Um, I love this movie. It's so much fun. It is. It's a good one. It's a good... Uh, it's But again, I, it's easy to miss how good Eddie Murphy is in it because it's such a light movie. Yeah, like... You for, you, and just like the fact that he's playing somebody else and he's not playing his typical character just makes it all better. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of my favorites. I love this movie. Well, it's, it's, a real under, it's, it's a real understated performance. He's really yeah. playing it, you know, very much like a king, just very understated. And definitely one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies for sure. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, like I said, everybody's good. The whole cast is good. Really well done. And it almost doesn't, I mean, aside from the clothes, it really doesn't feel like an 80s movie. There's not to really give, there's not a lot that makes it feel like, you know, it's strictly an 80s movie. You know, there's a couple things yeah. like the sister having a, a Walkman on her bed and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, but it doesn't bother you. Like it doesn't, it, it holds up very well. Well, maybe the no Jerry point. curl. Maybe the Jerry curl. The Jerry curl makes it. I love the Jerry curl. The soul the glow. Commercial. The- yeah, the soul glow is wonderful. Um, that I, is very I, 80s. Is something glow? Soul glow. Soul glow. Soul glow. Soul glow. Yeah. It's great when the family goes off the couch and they've got three they spots all, on the couch. <laughs> Singing in that was so funny. It's, it definitely holds up, and I don't think it, it ages itself at all just because it's an 80s movie. Like with some 80s movies, it can get kind of bothersome, and this really works. The royal penis is clean. You know, they've been talking for years about 
doing a sequel to this, and I think they were like working on it this year before the. It was in 2019. They were working on it, yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know who's I directing. Really, I really want them if they're going to do it to really like capture that same magic, and I think that'd be really tough. Well, it has to be his kid. I think right? I heard that they got all the original people back, so mm-hmm. I wonder if that includes James Earl Jones. Maybe. Now the grandson has to go. And I don't know who's directing. I don't think it's. I don't think it's John Landis. I think they got somebody else. I'll, I'll look for you. Did we lose John? No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, no, I think he's still there. Hello, Mario. I'm here. Uh, Tap three times. Knock three um, times on. Craig Brewer is the director for the new one. Who's that? Give us. Uh, I don't know. Let me see what else he's. Give us his IMDb. Uh, uh, Hustle and flow. Dolomite is. Ah, I was going to say it had to be the guy that did Dolomite. There you go. America two. This is supposed to release in December twenty twenty. I believe on the eighteenth is what it says. We'll see. Oh, so it's it's finished. They're done filming it, huh? Well, that's what the release date says. I don't know if it's officially still happening. Well, they have the date at that point. They got through most of it. And it stars Eddie Murphy, Sherry Hidley, James Earl Jones, Arsenio Hall, uh, a bunch of people. Everybody, that's already. You already have. Just, uh, oh, Wesley Snipes. Wow. What? Cleo Mc, or John Amos is still in it. Uh, Louis Anderson is in it. Right on. Uh, Paul Bates. I hope he, Paul Bates Oha is uh, Paul Bates is the is our guy. Oha. Yeah, I, I really hope when he, it, it, they can try and recapture some of that magic because it was so wonderful. Let's rank it. Let's rank this movie, guys. John, what do you? Let's go with Justine first. Justine, what do you give this movie here? You'll nine. Come, just coming to America gets a nine. Patrick, I uh, give this a ten. I love this. Ten. Movie. Jake, yeah, so the seven and a half. Jake's a tough critic this week. John, what did he say? He said seven point five. Oh, okay, got it. John Sandy, she just was so disappointed. She didn't want to believe it. I know. I <laughs> uh, give it a nine. Nine. I'm gonna give it an eight. There we go. How about that? I like it equally as much as I like Bull Durham. Different movies. But I like them both. Very different. So for next week, we're going to watch A Fish Called Wanda and... Midnight Run. That's right. Get excited. I'm excited. Are you? Who is uh, who has yeah. seen A Fish Called Wanda before? I've seen neither. No. I haven't either. Hey, that's going to be this fun. This be completely fresh. This is going to be fun. Midnight Run, I man. So, John, I hate to be disappointed. Well, for all you Python fans, I think you're gonna have a pretty good surprise. Ooh. See, now, see now, see now. If I don't like it, I'm gonna be disappointed. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's the way the cookie crumbles. There's one thing I think that's that will. Way. There's one thing I think that will keep Patrick from that, that may hinder his enjoyment of. That movie, but I can't mention it until afterwards. Okay, what, what I think it is, I can't. I can't. You know I, how I get it. If, if I don't like something about it, it's going to ruin the whole thing for me. I know. You. You. you, have to, you, have to, you <laughs> well, what you're not going to like is it takes place 
<laughs> what is it? What's the? Is it the twenties? Is it the ragtime stuff you hate? Or oh, yeah, <laughs> he hates anything with. Uh, he hates anything with ragtime. Yeah, kill me. Now. Are we gonna watch ragtime? No. <laughs> a rag oh, you beautiful doll! You great big beautiful doll! And then it'd be great if you said. And next week we're watching ragtime. Yeah, it's a movie called Ragtime. One's all around. A ragtime double feature. We're going to watch Ragtime and Avalon. You're going to love it. Um, There you go. (laughs) Yep. You'll be okay, Patrick. No, no, no. It's not, does not take, it's a, it's a, does not take, it's not a period piece. It takes place, it's a contemporary piece. So don't worry about that. Don't say anything else. I'm going in blind. Yep. Uh, Yeah. I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to say a word. I just think just. I want to give w- it complete and utter freedom of. Uh, yes. 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 That's what I try to do with all of these movies. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Guys, what I a- try, and then you know, what's his face shows up, and I just storm out of the room. Who's that? What's his face? You mean Steve Martin? Fucking Steve Martin. We'll get what's to his face. We're gonna well- get to. We're gonna get to him in a couple of weeks. Good old Steve Martin. <laughs> Maybe this time it'll be good. It is. I think uh, Steve Martin is uh, Patrick's Achilles heel, just like a smiling Bogart is Justine's Achilles heel. Or Jim Carrey is mine. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. We all have people we just don't like. But why? But why? (laughs) Mario doesn't like Jim Carrey's comedy. Because if I wanted to watch a cartoon, I would watch Looney Tunes. hey I mean, just... Just enjoy the mask, okay? Enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I guess we're not going to watch any Jim Carrey, huh? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. John, you don't, John you don't like Jim Carrey. Get out of here. Uh, I like one film. I like Liar, I like Liar. liar. Mm-hmm. How do you Ooh, f- that's what? when he's really hot. Oh, Where? no. What? <laughs> hot. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, okay. In Liar Liar, yes. I was like, uh, hi. Uh, hi. What? Justine, you're a weirdo. Like in a Tom like Holland kind of way? <laughs> Forced to be an honest man, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Honesty. Yes. Something I've never had in my whole life. A guy who's honest. Honesty. Whoa. Lady bonus. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Honesty and dependability. Mm. That'd be a great name for a band, Lady Boner. <laughs> <laughs> what's and they now? Swing music. What's the <laughs> swing? <laughs> swing music. <laughs> what's, the swing. Name of their, what's the name of their first album, John? What's the name of the uh, Lady Boner's first album? <laughs> Somebody. Get oh, I guess it would. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the erection. I would be called <laughs> stiff upper lip. Come on. Guys. And now here's something for the youngsters. Lady Boner. Lady Boner. All right. Guys, I love that. All right, <laughs> all right. That's all, folks. Guys, we just found out. Jim, we found out a lot. We found out what happened to Walter Brennan's teeth. We found out that Jim Carrey is actually a hidden sex symbol. There's all kinds of stuff going on. We're we're really we're really we're dealing with some serious shit here, guys. 
I love it. <laughs> it's a great show. It's a great show. Uh, Every week I learn something more about my, my friends here. And uh, so most of it's disturbing, but some of it's okay. So uh, I'm suddenly creeped out. This week, what? Jim Carrey is a sex symbol. Yeah. What the spit take? That's like a spit take. You're like, what? <laughs> Does she ever make you say Jim Carrey lines when you guys are, you know. <laughs> Like make well, you go right. smoking. Yeah. <laughs> smoking. Somebody stop me. Do that thing where you talk out of your butt, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pretend that you're coming out of a rhino, please? <laughs> uh, wow. That's a, that's a good scene right there. <laughs> Does she ever make you dress up like the Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot he was the Riddler. John, you must have you must have loved that, John. The best Riddler. That must have uh, Christ you Almighty. You must have loved that. Uh, now uh, we get a new one. Now it's more like my heart just sank. Now it's it's, it's so weird. You're what you think you're going to see a Batman movie, and it's become a Jim Carrey movie. You go, what the hell? I just walked into the wrong theater, or what? Oh, that's right. It was all very Jim Carrey heavy, and then you, now you got the new Riddler, John. He's edgy. He's edgy. Oh, that all is one. All Dana. That is one mm. thing we didn't talk about. The Batman. I the, love those Batman movies. The Batman has COVID. The Batman has COVID. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They had to stop. I guess they were filming. They had resumed filming somewhere in the UK, I guess, and they came down with it. Mm-hmm. What did you say? So uh, our thoughts and prayers are out. Go out to the Batman. Hopefully, he's uh, doing all right. He's he said, uh, "Why did you? Why did you say COVID? Why did you say COVID?" Oh, oh, you like which Batman movies? The Joel Schumacher Batmans, the one with Val Kilmer and uh, and George Clooney. I like the George Clooney ones. Ew. As I, I like I the original ones. You. I like the original ones with Val, not original, I should say. Michael I Keaton. I like the Val Kilmer ones and and George Clooney. I just thought they were fun. They had all the bright ass colors. Mm-hmm. It was super cheesy. Mm-hmm. They had stupid kiss on a rose or kiss from a rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, let me ask you a question, though. Do you agree with this, Justine? Do you? Agree? I like Uma Thurman a lot in it. I forgot what she was. She poison, was poison, Ivy. poison Ivy. Oh, that's right. Poison Ivy. Let me ask you this, and, Justine. Do in you- the old films, I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Those are my two favorites. Yay. Do you agree with my assessment that that uh, Batman is basically America's answer? To the Bond franchise, except we have one extra Lazenby. Would you agree with that? Mm. I could concur with that. Okay. I guess because he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> he has all those well, gadgets. No, just because we've had yeah. so many, so many different people play it. And it's, well, when were those books written? And when did he? When was he created? Thirty-nine. Bat- Batman was started in the yeah late thirties, early forties. And when were the books written by Ian Fleming? In the 50s. Like uh, 59, 58, right around there. So right therefore, British made their own. No, no, no. But it's our, it's our version. The movies are our version of the Bond franchise. Because it's, it's lasted a long time now, and you've had a lot of different actors playing them. Except, yeah, I guess. Except we have two Lazenbees instead of one. Because you think of Michael Keaton is like the Sean Connery, originated the role. Many people still think he's the best. Christian Bale, that's your Daniel Craig. It's like the Renaissance, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. You know what I'm saying. So like, 
and then you get in Affleck's. He's Affleck's either like your Pierce Brosnan or your Roger Moore. Take your pick. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. Did one. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't care for a James Bond or Batman. Whoa! I disagree heavily with both of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, Justine, Justine, you didn't like um, you didn't like the Christian Bale Batman's. I like the movies. I'm just I'm I never care for Batman the character. I've never cared. Oh, what about I get you. what about Honestly, when he gets beat up? I'm like, you deserve that. And I don't Wait, like wow, no shit, wow. I've never it. ever cared for Batman and whatever happens. He deserves it. I like, he gets beat up, he deserves it. I like his villains. I like the mm. other characters. I'm just yeah. Batman, I just do not care for Justine, him. Justine, I'm I'm starting mm. to get a healthy respect for you. Where do, what do you think of Spider Man? Oh, oh, I like Spider Man. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, come on. You He's guys rehearsed this. Excellent. You guys rehearsed this an hour ago. Excellent. He's young and gullible. It's great. <laughs> Well, no, like it's Spider-Man himself. I like I like his character better than I like Batman. Someone on someone on Twitter posted a thing. It was a, it was a meme. It said Spider-Man, <laughs> Peter Parker selling Spider-Man photos was his version of an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the bottom, it was a picture that it was, I, I don't know what it was from, but it's like the quote was, how could you say something so controversial and yet so brave at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Good. It made me laugh. It's true, though. Uh, yeah, John. Listen, a lot of people are turning I on. No, you love Spider-Man much better than Batman. So we'll always be butting heads on this. I don't say that. I just think that you know. What was that? I just think that bat the Batman. You know, look, the Batman's cool, but you can't beat the Spider-Man. You know what I mean? I think I know what it is. You think he gets too much, uh, too much attention. That's why you hate the Beatles. They get too much attention. No, I'm just Batman tired. Gets too much. Attention. I'm just tired of, of of Batman being held up as the you know he's the uh, mature. Yeah. This is the mature choice. He's the mature choice. That's what you're. Like they're all superheroes, guys. They're all. They're all. You know. You're tired. I guess I'm. I'm not on those those uh, chat sites. I guess. Well, you know how it is. You see the people that come out. They, they, you know, they take they, the, bat, the, the bat, fanboys. Batman has to be taken very seriously, dreadfully seriously. Yeah, Batman can be seriously. Single, like, can Batman have one good day? He's so depressing to watch. No, they, <laughs> uh, but I always like that about the uh-huh. Tim. I always like that about the Tim Burton Batman's. It was still fun. There was still yeah, a sense of a fun. Lighter. Yeah, there was yeah. still a sense of fun yeah, a about lighter. it. Like now, it's just yeah. like everything. Everything it's always brooding. So it's not even that I don't even like Batman. I like the character. It's just like stop doing that. It doesn't have to be you know completely apocalyptic. It's like as soon as I saw the oh, it's like the Riddler's going to be a you know uh, like a mass murderer. It's like oh great, we're going to do seven, but with Batman in it. You know, it's like oh okay. I think that starts with uh, the the Frank Miller Batman. Yeah, I think he just took it so he took it so far in the other direction. That we're still we're still dealing with the after effects thirty years later. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, no, look, I don't want Adam West. I don't need Adam West all the time. <laughs> but uh, you know, give me some, give me some. You know, give me. And look, as great as Heath Ledger was, you know, you just needed Bruce Wayne to be a little lighter to kind of play the mm. opposite of the coin. They were two sides of the same coin, really. You know, mm. kind of like Harvey Dent. Mm. Although Dark Knight is hard to beat as a movie or a superhero movie. I'm not gonna lie, love that one. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Guys. Okay. 
How do you feel about that? Love it. <laughs> Something just sucked all the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> no, no, no. I just got a, I just got a, a notice here. And it's a notice from uh, my wife. All right, guys. We got to wrap it up because dinner is on. <laughs> guys, what a great show. What a great show today. You guys did a great job. We talked a little Batman. Uh, Justine, I'm with you on the Batman. Uh, but I love him. I do like Batman. I don't, you don't like Batman. I do like Batman. Hmm. It's, it's okay. super fans that are too much. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have we don't, we don't all have to agree. We just have to agree with me. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is in this show. Mm-hmm. As long as yeah, you agree yeah, with yeah. me, you can stick around. And John's learned that. And I know he wants to argue with Batman, but he knows better, so he's not going to say anything. I think we all know. I think we all know that the the best superhero of them all is the Green Lantern. Oh yeah, my yeah. God! <laughs> you could not. You could not get me to care less about a character than I care about Green Lantern. <laughs> Unless you throw Aquaman into the mix, then it's like, oh damn, who do I care about less? Uh, mm. I, really I know. Knock is up there though. It's like a race to the bottom. Who would, hey, who would win in a battle, Aquaman or the Green Lantern? The audience would lose. That's who would win. The audience loses because the audience loses. The audience gains uh, two hours of sleep. Uh, there's yeah. been a bank robbery involving porpoises. Who do you call? Oh my god! Call the Martian Manhunter. There you go. Hey, I, I like know, that character. Somebody with that's a porpoise. A cool, man, I'll tell you, that's a cool. That's a cool character. I wonder if anyone will ever do a movie about him. No, he didn't even put him in Justice Martian League. Martian Manhunter. They didn't even put him in Justice mm. League. But what you did get would be good, Martian you, Manhunter. You did get Jason Momoa going, "My man, love it." <laughs> Let's. Uh, I want Jason Momoa to both play Martian Manhunter and Aquaman. My man, Hoo-ha! She had a big ass. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, I love you. We'll see you next week. John, Jake, Patrick, Justine, thank you all for being here this week. We're going to wrap it up. Take care. Hey, may the force be with you guys, all right? And and with you. Stay safe out there, okay? And we're going to say, fight the power. This transmission ends now.